0: a short break just to let you know about becoming a breakout bestie. So we've launched a brand new subscription service for the small businesses that need us in your pocket. So why do you need to become a breakout bestie? Well, it's just a monthly subscription that gives you access to us when you need us. There's a closed group where you can ask us any question you need. There's also an anonymous posting on. So if you've got clients in the same group, you can ask us anything and we'll get back to you. Sometimes that'll be a quick answer. Other times it might be that we need a bit more of an in-depth chat. There'll also be uh, posts and information on the latest trends, the latest strategies for social media, upcoming things from HMRC that you may have missed, just anything you need to make your life easier to run your business. You'll also have access to our client base and money off discounts and vouchers for various services we've got coming out. This is brand new. It's only just been launched. So have a look, go on our website under besties and sign up soon. You didn't start the business to be a bookkeeper. A lot of people don't enjoy that side of things, a bit like social media. We've got a couple of clients that are really bad at marketing themselves, so they're really good at what they do. We're always, of course, secret business best friends. We are your champion and cheerleader, and we will do those bits. So it's basically outsourced to us. Hi, and welcome to Business Rainbows and Unicorns, where there's no such thing as failure if you don't try. This podcast is specifically for business owners or wannabe business owners. Say you've got a side hustle or you've got a passion for something and you think it'd be absolutely amazing or you see people that do amazing things with their passions and what they enjoy doing. Well, you can do that. So please subscribe. It always helps a little podcast like ours. Listen along for tips, tricks and advice. You will just need to add your passion and spark to help you build a successful business And we hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Welcome to Breakout Business Rainbows and Unicorns. This is the episode of a podcast where we've got our guest host, Andy. Hello. Who will be asking me, Farley, the questions today that you will find us in the future asking our future guests to the podcast. So it's to find out more about Breakout, how we started what it is and just learning a bit more about us.
1: Go on in, what is Breakout, what happened there?
0: So Breakout is a co-working space predominantly. My other business partner Phil and I sat down during the end of Covid on a park bench, socially distanced obviously, where we discussed uh, the possibility of opening a co-working space. So you don't get co-working spaces in and around Suffolk there's loads of them in the cities in London but you don't get them around here so as well as being a co-working space to manage that and to do other stuff I had already um, done business support being self-employed for the last seven years which included admin for some international brands bookkeeping social media So, a variety of bits and pieces which we could expand on. So, the idea of Breakout was born, which then quickly became a co-working space and business support hub and centre for the local village of Long Melford.
1: Okay. So, why did you... What inspired you to do a co-working space? Because you're you working from home. Is it just like being stuck at home?
0: Yeah. So, it was because it was towards the end of COVID, I was getting not bored but I was procrastinating so I wasn't doing work to the best of my ability at the time so I'm a bit of a fridge checker so (laughs) I would go up get up and go and check the fridge because when you procrastinate when you're a bit bored you tend to snack so even though I hadn't done a shop within half an hour of me last looking in the fridge I would just get up and find an excuse I'd also then start doing washing and other bits and pieces I couldn't concentrate on work very well and also, the lines between work and home got blurred, so I found that I was jumping back on emails after putting my daughter to bed, which meant I was working quite late into the night so to avoid burnout as well, I thought, well, at least that gives me a base, and that way of you're getting up and going to work. I used to work with a sales director, he worked from home, and he would he worked from home every single day, but he would get up, have a shower, put your suit on, walk around the block and then go and sit in his home office because that was his process of going to work. So that was one of my reasons.
1: Oh. So that's the reasons why you sort of, you saw a niche in the market, is that fair?
0: Yeah, there's nothing like that around here at all. I think our closest one is Epping, which is... Kind, you of might you well be in London, mightn't you? Yeah, exactly.
1: So there's lots of people working from home post-COVID, yeah. suffering the isolation. Yeah. Do you think it helps... Any other part of the person sort of well-being
0: we have so there's a couple of people we've now got as regulars which do like to get out of the house once or twice a week. they get to see someone, and I do market it as a co-working space rather than desk hire because it is like an open plan office. You can't have a confidential conversation because it's open plan. there's lots of comings and goings, so you can't it is it's there for people too chat to others and have a bit of a... feel like they've got colleagues, I guess. That's how our regulars feel. Socialise. Yep.
1: That's that's what people miss, isn't they, when they're working from home? Yeah. Especially nowadays, it seems to be the norm. So that's why you started. So tell me about the people you work with.
0: So I got the keys to the place two weeks before I opened. So I was decorating. It had a bit of building work done. And I had a lot of uh, the local dog walkers come past and... Where the village we live, it's a lot of retired businessmen and women, but mainly men that were walking past, oh, what's going on here? What, what are you doing? And one of them was like, oh, so obviously having been in business before, it's like, who's your target market? Who do you want to work with? And I'm like, not horrible people. He <laughs> I was like, well, that's a bit of a narrow-minded. I'm like, not really. I don't really want to. I don't want to work with nasty people. Life's too short. And in essence, yes, we do have a target market for the co-working space. We have a specific target market for the business support, the businesses. I created a tick list of local businesses. So we opened just over two years ago and I had a tick list of local businesses I wanted to work with. I've now worked with all of them in one way or another. Um, And they've all been, 98% have been really lovely people.
1: So you're quite passionate so when you are doing your co-working space, it's gonna take a lot of work to get those many people in the door. So what else do you do apart from co-working?
0: Um so while I'm sat at the desk, I do business support. So I will do websites, social media, bookkeeping, general admin, and so all the bits. So if you run your own business, I will do everything that you don't enjoy doing. So we're always kind of like the secret I call it secret business best friends, so we're your champion and cheerleader. And we will do those bits. So it's basically outsourced to us. You didn't start the business to be a bookkeeper. A lot of people don't enjoy that side of things. A bit like social media. We've got a couple of clients that are really bad at marketing themselves. So they're really good at what they do. But they don't feel comfortable marketing themselves. So we do that for them. And yes, yeah, so we've just expanded with IT support and other... Bits and pieces that just help, depending on the inquiries that come in.
1: I suppose when you're, I don't know sort of my dad was kind of an example I give. He'd come home and been building houses all day, and the power of paperwork would just get higher and higher and higher because he's he makes more money building than he does doing paperwork. So it costs yeah. so it was cheaper for him.
0: Yeah. So it, we say I always say this is where the co-working space comes in handy. So if you take a website for example. A lot of people can build their own website. A lot of people can do their own social media. Sometimes it's best for them to do their own website and social media, but then they can come and work with us, so use the desks and hire a desk from us to then do their admin. So their admin day ultimately comes and is with us. Now, we're then on hand if they've got any questions or queries. So social media, for example... If you're really, really passionate about something and what you do, your social media will be best done by you. But I can train you to do that. So I would rather train the technicalities behind reels, posts, hashtags, captions. I'd rather train that so you, because otherwise you are sending me content and you lose your tone of voice. Because I'm not going to have the same
1: passion that I am about. So far as doing your social media, I don't have the same passion that you would.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: I'll get that. So, what's your biggest success to date? Was it employing the IT nerd, was it? or
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not employing. So,
0: I would say probably winning the High Street Innovation Award with the yep. Baber District Council um, and also. My Bikes. Taking on. <laughs> taking on our first employee as well
1: so yeah so have who was your first so how, how did that work did you, did you um employ someone directly took the leap
0: yeah so we got a grant there was a business kickstart scheme where we got a grant and funding for someone for six months which helped us take that first step because it is a worry um taking on someone and not being able to afford them um So, yeah, that's how we first started.
1: uh, So, we've... How many people have you got employed now? Three.
0: Three. Oh, cool. Including me.
1: Including you. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's been your biggest challenge?
0: I would say, so far, dealing with the not nice people. (laughs) Mm. It's because it was my idea and the business is my baby, I take stuff very personally. So when we have come into contact with horrid people, um, I've had to quickly learn how to deal with that. And A, not take it personally, which is fine, Mm -hmm. which is still hard to do. I think that's still the hardest thing to do. But also how to deal with them. I take a very different approach that some people might not agree with. So in terms of We've had people before who I've turned down, no matter how much. uh, So we've stuck to our morals, basically. I've had people offer us hundreds and thousands of pounds to help them. However, they've wanted to do it. So if you take social media, for example, they've wanted to do it their way, which is fine in some respects, but there's certain things you can't do, i.e. use someone else's photography. They didn't have the content, that's what they wanted to do. So we do turn down work if, A, it's illegal, to do that, copyright and everything, and also if it doesn't sit well with our morals, then that's quite a hard thing to say no to work sometimes when you know you need it to pay your rent. Anymore. I think if your company
1: name's on the on the back end of it, exactly, the last thing you want is to drag your company name through the gutter, exactly, for the sake of a few quid, exactly. So, do you see those red flags coming? Do you think I
0: can now spot a difficult client a mile off? But also we work with a variety of people in terms of who do very similar or the same as us. So it's not necessarily that they're a horrid client or a difficult client. We just won't work well with them and I know we're not going to work well with them. So I will recommend them to work with someone else that we know that I know they can do the best of their ability and the best job for them. And it's not that... We can't do the work or they're not nice. It's just purely might be a personality clash or a way of working. Because even in real life, you can't get on with everybody. So we will find the best fit because we want the best for everyone's business because we want people to enjoy what they do.
1: So what would your advice be to a client who's coming to see you and say, you know, I've got this person, he's doing this, that and the other. I'm a bit unsure about it.
0: I would say go with your gut instinct which traditionally is not the done thing, so I didn't work in corporate very well because mm-hmm. I go with my gut instinct. And if you think a client or someone's not right for you, I wouldn't work with them. The, some of the clients where we've given the biggest discounts or we've things I've volunteered for have been more hassle than some of the clients that pay better. So So,
1: don't be afraid to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. What's the current biggest problem in your business?
0: Time. Prioritising to be able to take other people on. So we've got enough work to take someone on at the moment. However, sometimes we can be busy fools. So we need to say no, take our own advice. (laughs) But also be able to because I suppose we've been going for two years now it's now constantly reviewing what we're doing what makes us the most money or the biggest profit margin and we're at that rate now where we've got plenty of work for someone but I'd never want to make someone redundant or have to let go of someone because that work either falls off a cliff or it's project-based whatever it will be so like with Nisha who works for us in um well across Long Melford and Suburbs in Long Melford today, she we always say to everyone who's worked for us, if you can help us grow, you will grow with us. So the business will grow, we all grow together. So it's a way of looking at it when we advertised for a role, it was very much of what do you want from this business? So kind of going against the grain again, um, away from the traditional job specs, it's what do you want from this role? Do you want to have a process-driven role where you are, in effect, a receptionist? Whatever comes through that door, you deal with. You start at nine, you finish at five. Once you leave, that's it. You don't get involved. It is it is a job, end of Or you can have something, um, you might really enjoy social media, or you might really enjoy bookkeeping, you might have your own natural talent. So you can build that side of it and make your own client base. So you're within breakout building that client base. Even to the point, if you wanted to build your own and go self-employed and do that, we will help you do that. I suppose my biggest passion is making sure Someone loves what they do. I've been in that position before where I've hated going into work day in, day out. I've not enjoyed what I wanted. So that's another option. A third option is do you want to manage and run your own breakout? That's If you want to do that and you want your own breakout Long Malford or breakout Sudbury or breakout Berry St Edmunds, that's fine. We will work with you to help you do that. However it's such a different way of working it's getting people's heads around that that there that opportunity is there but also i think the biggest business obstacle it always comes down to money i don't agree with it because as the way my um the way i work with money personally but at the end of the day, if we haven't got enough to pay someone in two months, I'd hate to have taken someone on. Mm-hmm. So I suppose that's our biggest challenge of right, we need to get to the limit. Take that leap. Yeah. And take someone when we can take someone else on.
1: No, that's fair. So I've heard a lot of good stories about breakout when people come in, they get very excited, or they don't so, well, we've been there what, two years now and they don't they don't realise you're there, or they're just oh, what's this place? Mm-hmm. So, what have you done to attract business into the into the into the office? To because it's quite a difficult concept to market, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think because we're not a plumber, a builder, a solicitor, an accountant. You haven't got that one word to describe it. We um, started with uh, when I opened. I deliberately didn't put myself in people's faces because I know the community. I know the demographic of the village, and people need to earn. They, well, I need to earn their trust. So I marketed on social media, but I didn't really force myself down people's throats within the village. So we gradually worked on a word of mouth va- basis. So for six months, I didn't really take much money. I would take we do printing for people, so I'd take twenty p a pound each day. So How are
1: you doing printing? Is that because you just got printers?
0: We've got printers anyway, so when you come in for co-working, you get what I call free crack coffee because we've got a really nice coffee shop next door. So free tea and coffee and free printing, unless you're printing more and peace. But if you need the odd emails and bits and pieces printed, that's all included. So naturally, we can offer a printing service, Mm -hmm. which has proved quite popular because a lot of people don't have printers at home or they have the inks dried out. So we've gained local villagers coming in because they could just come in print what they needed and walk out again and it's good value for money we gradually as they came in what do you do here then well what else do you do i don't get it i don't understand are you an internet cafe well yeah i guess we are an internet cafe if you look at it like that so then you um as we spoke to people oh i i need that I know someone who needs that. So then I got the village to do my marketing for me. So once I got, and I spoke to a few key people in the village, spoke to a few businesses within the village as well, because they were, so if you take the beauticians across the road, they're always asked, what does Breakout do? So making sure they knew what we did. So key people who then do that for us as well. It's really good. Thanks.
1: (laughs) So, um, So do you help? Is it just businesses that you help with, obviously, your support you provide? So your computer support, your...
0: So, no, we have had, because of the nature of what we do, and people think we're an internet cafe, they think we are really good at IT. Tech gods. So we have yourself as the IT nerd. Hello. (laughs) So obviously, after you set up our Wi-Fi printers and everything else the most inquiries I got straight away were for IT assistance. So obviously people with their own laptops, phones, iPads, any techie stuff, now we've gone into ring alarms and cameras. So it's naturally built up as the inquiries come in, similar to now we've opened Sudbury Breakout. It's a very different um, customer base to Long Malford, where we get more IT inquiries because the town hasn't got anywhere to go Locally, if you've got any IT techie issues, um, so it's started that from scratch within the town, but also life admin side of things because of how we've marketed and what we can help people with. So, for example, the we've got printers, we've got computers. So people that need help getting online, people that are worried about getting online. We've had a few people in that have unfortunately been scammed. So talking them through that and helping them with that, because actually if that does happen or you're worried about it, where else? do you go for that and also form filling in as well we've done quite a few help quite a few people with forms from passports to booking train tickets to housing forms stuff that they they just can't do at their home or they can't do on their phone
1: i think they get fed up with asking family members for help don't they I feel yeah I feel like they're putting on their family members so therefore they're, yeah they're happy to pay for a little bit for a service that makes them a bit more independent biggest one in your business was obviously the staff. Yeah. Obviously taking that plunge. Yeah. What was the solution to it?
0: So we're still looking for the solution of staff in the business. However, the main priority is to just cut out the fluff. So because of the amount of inquiries we get, it's then making some more regular income or passive income to ensure we've got that... Um, What's the word? Cash flow. Cash flow and a cushion in terms of money side of things. So we know every month we can pay the rent and we can pay our employees. Yeah. A bit like paying your mortgage at home. That's always going to be the priority. So we're just at that stage where it's just reworking and managing our time. So we're getting the best value out of our time. So when we do take someone on, we know that money's there to pay them.
1: I think it's your, you get to that point where you're, say, you're so overworked and I think you've got to realise that you, if you take somebody else on, they generate their own income.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So you don't have to find, you know, that £1,500 a month, you know, we've got to find that every month, which we haven't got now. It may not be that, it may be £800 a month because of the extra income that brings in, not only that, it frees up other staff members' time to then go and get more work. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's that it's not quite as a scary scary plunge as people No think it might be.
0: No, true. Thanks for co hosting with me today and asking me the questions. That's all right.
1: Um it's been great. It's a bit yeah, it's a bit unusual, but yeah, breakout submary and um
0: yeah. If you um if you've listened to this episode and like, please subscribe. Please uh share and send to someone who you know would be interested. Maybe you've got a friend who's got a side hustle or a hobby that they'd be amazing at and could make money from so just need that help and information on starting their own business or they've got their own business and they have a few key problems so it's just making sure they know they're not alone and we can help them.
1: One of the services we provide if you're not sure you've got that business and you're not sure where it's going and what to do then you can always always come in
0: the off. mentor side I think yeah we we'll just give you an overview
1: of your business a couple of hours and just sort of see where you sit where your weaknesses are where your strengths are and then maybe yeah. funnel you down the road to, um, but we'll also check all your prices to make sure you are paying the right price for the right services and that you're getting value for money where you needed
0: yeah thanks for listening to this episode we really hope you've enjoyed it if you have please share with a friend who you think needs a bit of help with starting a business or even their small business which they've already got going please like and subscribe to our podcast which always helps a small business or small podcast like us and check the show notes we all have everything in there relating to the episode which you might need might want to read and links to anyone we've interviewed and certain subjects we've spoken about